0: You know, something that I get really frustrated with is seeing great churches with really poor messaging. You know, all churches uh, have you know, the greatest message to share, and your church, I'm sure, is, has a very unique way of doing it. And uh, But so many times we see churches that when it comes to actually articulating and messaging and communicating with those they're trying to reach, they're just not making sense they're not being clear and they're making a lot of messaging mistakes and therefore what they're trying to say and and who they're trying to reach well they're just not connecting with them well that's why our coaching exists here at church media hq that is one of the primary focuses of all of our coaching sessions is making sure that your messaging is right you know a lot of times uh, we can get hung up on the look and maybe wanting something to look cool or look good or you know and that's and that's important when it comes to design and video but the message that you're communicating is equally if not more important and so we want to help you with that and that's why we offer completely free coaching sessions that you can join at any time where we can actually talk through your marketing your messaging and see how we can just and it's amazing how just some small tweaks can make a big difference so to schedule one of these completely free coaching sessions head over to churchmediahq.com slash coach find a time that works for you and join an upcoming coaching session so that we can help your church take its messaging to the next level and start reaching and connecting with more people. Schedule your free coaching session at churchmediahq.com slash coach. That's churchmediahq.com slash coach. Well, today I am joined yet again by Lance Schmidt. Lance is an assistant pastor at Emanuel Baptist Church in Newington, Connecticut, and he does a lot with their worship, media, and their marketing. And in this particular conversation, that's what we focus on. Lance has some really great thoughts and insight about marketing, and so I'm looking forward to sharing this with you. My name is Luke Clayton, and welcome to Church Media HQ.
1: (music) Five and six are my last two. And I think these are two of the biggest ones. Like if I just had to pinpoint two on this list that set you apart as a, as a, as a purple cow in your, in your church worship community, this is it. It is a priority. Um, number five, if you will, it's a priority on corporate worship. Um, yeah. That is huge. Um, engaging the entire church family to sing with you. Okay. Again, on both of those extremes, this isn't a priority. So hmm. the people that are not trying, the, honestly, they don't care really whether or not people are engaging with the worship, whether or not they're singing. They're going to get up, wave their arms, hope that they didn't make themselves look bad and sit down in the front row. You know, the people on the other side, for the most part, at least that I have found, they're trying to more put on a show and be something that they're not, um, as opposed to helping their church family engage in worship and singing with them. So. That's huge. Um, the The priority on corporate worship, um, and a lot of this hinges on a few things. Um, it hinges on um, singing songs that your church wants to sing. People engage with songs that they want to sing. You know, yeah. It's like I told you this Sunday that people want to sing Waymaker. They heard them. Mm-hmm. They've heard it on the radio for the last year or so, and they are loving it. And sing, sing those types of songs. You know, um, and then. I guess underneath that singing songs that are undeniably rich help your congregation Mm -hmm. embrace it. You know, Mm -hmm. Um, if there's anything that helped us in the early days when we introduced 10,000 reasons, you know, which was the first one we introduced, it helped that it was doctrinally lyrically rich. It helped that Mm -hmm. it came right from scripture. There's nothing that engages our church congregations more than uh, doctrinally rich songs. so often i don't i don't know if you've heard the uh the alistair beg um like clip that rolls around from time to time he talks about how he visited a church out in california while he was on vacation and he you know he walks in it's a nice new contemporary church and you know it's kind of dimly lit you know it's got the nice stage lights and the worship team comes out and they're trying to ant people up and the first thing the worship leader said was um how do you feel today you know Or, um, Hey church, how are you feeling? I think is what it was, you know? And he said, he said in that moment, he said, don't ask me how I feel. (laughs) He's like, stop (laughs) asking me how I feel. He's like, I've had a long week, you know, I've dealt with problems, you know, don't let the first thing, you know, that, uh, don't, don't let our, you know, um, emotions and how we feel be at the forefront. Hmm. It's there in our worship, but don't let it be at the forefront, you know? Yeah. And he, he, he just made a case for, Hey, you know, when, when we open up our services, just sing a doctrinally rich song. And mm-hmm. what that'll do is that'll get your congregation focused on what they need to be focused on, which is scripture. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so there, there, there's some, you know, subjectiveness within that. What is a doctrinally rich song, but man, singing those puts a priority on that corporate worship. It helps people yeah. engage. And then the, the last thing I think that just, um, could set people apart and, Contribute toward that purple cow idea is embracing your uniqueness, and this is mm. this is probably the biggest one, aside from um, the corporate worship one embracing your uniqueness. Um, why, why do we think that all, you know, a, a, at least the the I think sometimes the, the IFBers think that all church like American church music should look the same. You know it's yeah. really weird like america is like the, the biggest melting pot of like any country in the world right so uh-huh. like we're okay with you know bongos be- being played over in you know the continent of africa and like we're okay with our missionaries doing music you know, differently, but we're not okay with all of us doing music differently.
0: Like, yeah, yeah. Come on, come on right there. (laughs) Parker there for a while.
1: (laughs) Like it goes back to that idea. Like if, if America is, is one of the most diverse places, we should actually expect all of our music to sound a little different. Like, even if we're doing similar songs, a church Mm -hmm. in Los Angeles, their, their music, inner city music should not sound the same as the, as this music in Newington, Connecticut at a transitioning Baptist church. It just shouldn't. Mm-hmm. A church plant in Houston, Texas, or um, a church in West Virginia is going to sound so different from a church up in, you know, the, the most northern part of Maine. You know, yeah. they're just ministering to two different demographics. And so embrace your uniqueness. And a lot plays into that. What else plays into that is developing that specific sound for your church so when we set out i'll be honest with you i didn't know what what i wanted our sound to become i had an idea and i had um different groups in mind that i i love certain elements of their sound and their church bands and worship teams but i wasn't setting out going man i want to be just like elevation or i want to be just like the gettys i want to be just like maverick city no um i glean from those and certainly have been influenced by those every single one of those groups but i'm not those groups you know and i i think that's one of the biggest mm-hmm. realizations that 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 people people need to wrap their minds around in order for this to happen is what our church looks like today practically speaking is i i lead oftentimes with an acoustic guitar we have another acoustic we have an electric guitar we have a cajon drum um we have Uh, um, a bass guitar we have a keyboard we have a piano and we have occasionally a violin or viola okay Um, there are other instruments that we throw in there as well as far as percussion or different i was gonna
0: say which that to me uh is such a unique blend of instruments i mean to me from what i'm observing i mean it's kind of yeah it's like yeah, because you, you I mean, especially like since you've got the kind of traditional piano and then sometimes like said violin, vi- viola, or whatever. I mean, that that and then then on the other end you've got an electric guitar. I mean, that that is a yeah. a very <laughs> unique blend. But again, yeah. I mean, in what I've listened to, you guys make it work. And and so you're greatly illustrating that point of be, you know, lean into your your uniqueness, if you will.
1: Yeah. And and that's not to say like we're just 1000% unique like there are other churches that have a good mix of uh, you know all, all the instruments we have like that's not to mm-hmm. say we're just this unicorn no there's there's other churches that look similar to us but the point is this we we found that uniqueness with our team mm-hmm. like we we didn't try to emulate that from other from other teams and i think i think that's huge and that's given us a little bit of a unique sound in within the the world that we're in and we're not trying to become anything but we're just gonna continue to ride that wave and let god use that type of music in our church and outside of our church so i mean you look at some of the some of the biggest church bands worship teams today and they're unique i'm going to name a couple mm-hmm. of them you look at a group called i am they or we the kingdom you ever heard either of those okay I've
0: actually not heard of either of those
1: so that is a blend they are a wonderful beautiful blend of like folk music kind of a country vibe and church worship like they're mm. very unique that's their lane um if you take Maverick City maybe you haven't put this together but Maverick City is gospel music and worship music mm. put together it's mm. it's the it's it's an elevation worship vibe with 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 gospel music and boom, yeah. you've got Maverick City and that's their lane, you know, they're living in their uniqueness, um, just like other churches are, you know, and there, there's there's so many others we could talk about. Um, but yeah, I think that's one of the biggest components, embrace your uniqueness and just know that this is the lane God has you in and just do the best in that lane, you know, and and continue to develop that our sound has developed over the years. Um, and what I'll say, like a lot of people ask me, okay, so did you have, did you have something in mind, you know, like when you first started? And I would say maybe a little bit. Um, but our our sound has evolved to that over the years. It's not like we went, mm. okay, that's the sound we want. Let's do it tomorrow. You know, Yeah, it's evolved and is still evolving a little bit. Um, and that's okay, you know, but through it all, I I want to remain uniquely us and, and the bottom line is this our our church music should serve our church family the people that god has brought to us and so if our style is not serving our church family um that's a that's a big problem you know yeah that's absolutely huge. so that ultimately that's part of what it comes down to is um developing a style um and in your uniqueness developing that to the point to where it's going to serve the the church family best and engage them
0: best mm-hmm. Yeah, well, because I I would say that 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 uniqueness uh, and that style is, um, I would assume that that is made up by those who are obviously in your worship team, you know, mm-hmm. um, th- this person, I would I would say that the reason, maybe I'm wrong here, but I would make an assumption that the reason that you've, you are combining the electric guitar with the violin is because you have somebody who can play electric guitar and you have somebody who can play violin and you're figuring out how to make them work together. And that right there communicates... And and, and because your worship team that they're just a little piece of your church, they're kind of a representation of your church. And so I guess um, maybe I'm having trouble articulating it, but it's like, hey, we are being us just by working with, like you said, going back to working with what you have Um, and that is becoming your style because yes, the temptation again is either don't try or look at what whoever is doing and say, well, they do it good. So let's do that. Um, But no, you have to look and say, here's what I have. And yeah, I like their style over here. Maybe we'll sing that song or do that arrangement of it or whatever, Mm -hmm. Um, but we're going to make it work with what we have. So I have a question for you then. Um, Yeah. uh, Well, if you had more thoughts on it, that this, that's fine. Go ahead. Yes,
1: I do. I do just want to say something while we're on this, but, but I want to hear what you have to say. So, uh, so to that note, that that is a great point that you made. We we are um, where we are today with our with our church band, if you will, because yeah, th- those that's the gifting that God has brought us, and we're mm-hmm. we're tr- trying to make it work and create a unique sound that is us. Um, now the extreme of that is you don't put any parameters on that so like yeah. you know susie who plays the harmonica comes up to you in your church and she's a long time member you know and she's like hey can i join the band <laughs> you know like for me <laughs> like i have put parameters on that and i've said no we're probably not gonna um so to give you an example like early on yeah like sorry like a, a harmonica probably isn't going to fit with our sound that we're wanting to create um so yeah no you know we're, we're not going to do that um same with and, and i I'll, I'll tell you kind of um wait um other ways that you can help with this but another um, component that we don't have on our worship team that I don't really want necessarily is brass like I'll just tell you hmm. all right like I, I don't I, I'm not really big right now on having a tuba up there and trombones and trumpets and all that stuff like yeah. that's not an acoustic sound that we're going for yeah. and we talked about that at the beginning those three words yep so that's that doesn't really fall within those parameters so no we're not going to do that now there hmm. are ways that you can still involve people that play those instruments so like at christmas time uh we did this years ago we, we had a brass team that learned a bunch of christmas songs and they played them in the hmm. lobby as people walked in you know like how cool is that yeah. you know like yeah that's awesome we're we're having this this august my dad lined up um uh, the The group, I've never heard them, but they're coming in August 1st. They're called the King's Brass. And we're doing just a night of worship with them. And it's not really our style, but it's going to be beautiful, you know, like, yeah. and, and it's going to even cater to those people that love brass, like they're just all about it. Oh, but Emmanuel doesn't do it, you know? Well, this yeah, is a great yeah. night for it, you know? So anyway, I just wanted to say that there are guidelines on that, that that I do try to stick to a little bit.
0: Yeah, well, that's a great point. And like you said, it, it comes with a uh, um, early on, you have to establish what sound am I going for. Yeah, right. And yeah, so you have to create those parameters and that makes sense. So my question then that I was going to ask yeah. um, and uh, kind of as we wrap things up here is to give someone a, let's say someone is in that position where it's just them like we keep saying, waving their hands, they do have maybe a pianist. What would you say? And they maybe they're saying, "I don't feel like I have anything. I don't. I don't feel like." What would you say? Because you've been there before. Yeah. What, what would you say? Hey, here is one practical step you can take, maybe, or or maybe a couple steps you can take just to take it to maybe just one level above what it is now.
1: Yeah, man. Um, the first thing is you'd probably be surprised how many people you do have in your church. That are secretly gifted, maybe they can sing a little bit, or maybe they can, you know, play an instrument a little bit. Man, get like take what you could get with that. You know, like don't think, oh, well, this teenager has only been playing guitar for a couple of years and he's really not that good. Like, so don't rule that out. Like, no, get him involved. Mm-hmm. Develop him. Like, again, like maximize the resources that God has given you. So you'd be surprised how many people you do have in your congregation, probably that are musical. And I've I've been surprised by that um, even as of late, like, you know, dude plays the cajon or, you know, um, somebody plays viola or or whatever. And I'm just finding out and they're like world class at it and they're just super quiet about it, you know, like it's it's, it's unbelievable, really. So I think that's out there. Um, But a practical step you can take is just I mean, man, start start to start to kind of break up the ground in that area. Okay. So, hmm. and put an announcement in the bulletin. Hey, if you play an instrument or if you sing, come see, you know, pastor so-and-so, you know, um, and don't promise them anything, but get together with them, listen to them, help coach them, help develop them. And in time, you might be surprised, like you might turn around and, and you have a worship band that you're yeah. leading, you know? Um, so put stuff like that in the bulletin and make announcements in the videos. I mean, make a big push for it. And, and people, people will remember oh yeah like I sang in college like they could probably use me or like man mm-hmm. I, I did this one time and start with what you could get don't start with I need someone who's world class at this start with like man this is, this is someone who's willing to serve and they can carry a tune like we're going to do this you know and we're just going to do it for God's glory this is gonna be awesome um, and that's great so th- that's part of it but you said something else I'm sorry if I took that a different direction well, no, um, no, that was good.
0: I was it's just more like, hey, what what could be a practical step that they could take? And I think you saying, Yeah, like just try to recruit some help more or less. Yeah, recruit some people who are interested. I think that is just makes the most sense because a lot of times yeah, I mean you you feel whatever it is, whether it's your your music worship or um, you know, even if it's in like I have conversations obviously with guys talking about their media. Um, mm-hmm. They're like, man, I feel like I don't have I can't afford to hire someone, but you know, I don't I don't know of anybody who's a designer who does web stuff, whatever. And it's right. like, well, just make kind of a call out and just say, hey, if you're interested in getting involved with this and like you said, somebody might remember yeah, I've sung before, or yeah, yeah, I dabbled in the piano back in the day, you know, yeah. they might, you know, step forward and, and, uh, it, nothing else you can make a connection there, maybe coach them, train them, um, you know, whatever it may be. And, uh, yeah, I mean, you have to start somewhere and you'll be surprised with what you already have right there, you know, sitting amongst your congregation.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so, uh, well, Lance, you've given us a lot of, uh, good stuff. Today. I mean, really, the past few minutes have just been like a masterclass in building a worship team. And I, I think it's been fantastic. Um, is there anything else? Uh, you know, I, I would hate to sign off without you having If you've got some rich nugget of wisdom. Um, is there anything <laughs> else you have, you know, kind of uh, for us today? Um, I, I don't
1: I don't think so necessarily. Um, th- this is super random. And I'm just I, I literally just thought of this. I'm probably just going to put in a plug here. But we are hoping to start an Emmanuel worship podcast coming up. Oh, awesome! um, In the fall, it's really just in the idea stage, and I'm, I'm, uh, you know, starting to sift through and and you know write out just ideas on on episodes Mm -hmm. and all that stuff. So I'm in the early stages. But I talked to last year. I mean, if I counted them up, no no less than you know, a hundred worship leaders, just just about all different things, and I noticed. At least in our world um be it you know the independent fundamental baptist or even just the baptist world kind of the fringe of that is um we're all facing some of the same problems you know and a lot of these i've been able to walk through the last nine years and i've had to figure it out the hard way and so Mm -hmm. um i'm just like man but what if there was something and there probably is but something for our world that uh, you know would be a help to these so That's probably going to be launching this fall. And again, I literally just thought of that. I probably should have mentioned it to you before. But um, so look out for that if it's coming. Well, absolutely.
0: And uh, (laughs) if if that is out there by the time we are uh, dropping these episodes, then I will get a link to it or whatever uh in oh, our right. show notes and description. Um yeah, awesome. Cause I was going to ask if there's anything else you wanted to plug or whatever. So <laughs> boom, there it is. Um and uh yeah, I think that's a great idea. And I would encourage you to pursue that. Um and uh and I'd encourage you by out there, look up this podcast, whether it's out there yet or not. Um look at it, look it up when it comes out, when it's available. And I'm sure um, because man, if you just took what we've talked about and you um you know, man, you, there's a lot of content you could run with there. So I think that's a really, a really great idea. Well, last question for you. We and we'll be done. What right now is, um, and maybe it's something you're already singing in your church or whatever, but what's your favorite worship song right now? Oh man.
1: Um, there's different reasons for this, but I would have to say right now it's death was arrested. Our church family okay. just sings that out, man. And it is, yeah. it is a fun time singing it with them. And, so to be honest with you, I had heard that song dozens of times before we sang it with our church, and when we sang it with our church, it became my favorite song. Um, and right now, we're we're introducing uh, a song um, called "Praise the King." It's by Corey Voss. A bunch of you guys have probably heard of it too, but both of those are just really solid. So
0: really, okay, <laughs> awesome, yeah, yeah. yeah like and my- now the. Yeah. Death is rested. You, you referred to that earlier. That's yep. the um, that's the one of the bridge, the free, free forever. Yep. Amen. Yep. Yeah. 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 Singing that in a corporate
1: setting is, is super, oh, man. super yeah. awesome. You, yeah. You can't, I mean, you can't sing that with low energy.
0: <laughs> yeah yeah it, it's pretty cool so all right awesome well Lance thanks again for your time here and uh it has been awesome um at this point over the past uh few episodes uh just having you join us and and really giving us a lot to think about uh a lot to uh a lot to do I mean I th- I like how actionable a lot of uh your points you made where people can go out and get involved with this and, and start taking these steps right now so thanks for being with us and uh we'll have you again on sometime all right sweet thanks Luke appreciate it man Well, I hope that you enjoyed that conversation as much as I did. And we're actually getting ready next week to start an all new conversation with an all new guest that I know you will benefit from. So be sure to stay tuned. And Church Media HQ is of course a production of the Must Increase Network. And I do hope that you will subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts and also on YouTube youtube.com slash must increase where if you do that you will also be updated and get the latest content from the other podcast and show that we do on the must increase network connection culture and until that until next time until i see you in the next episode i have to remind you of course that i want to challenge your church and challenge you to try something new because it's going to be so much better if you fail at trying something incredible than succeed at doing just the average. I'll see you next time right here on Church Media HQ.